Hello, welcome back to my virtual sofa. We are back for another edition of Funding Friday. We've had a couple of weeks break for um, for the summer, so it's really nice to be back. And I'm delighted today to be joined uh, by Nick Gardner from the National Lottery Community Fund, who's going to be talking to us, amongst other things, about the Climate Action Fund that is available. And um, well, we'll get to the details in a minute. Nick, thank you so much for joining me. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you're role is uh, and and let's get chatting about this fund yeah, it's a pleasure debbie thanks for inviting me to your virtual sofa and uh i my name's nick gardner um i've just come back from my summer holidays so i hope the listeners your listeners have had some good ones too um i'm head of climate action at the national lottery community fund which means that i look after um our environment strategy more broadly as well as some of the some of the core climate funds that we're running um, and as you mentioned just now we've just launched uh, a fund the climate action fund which I can talk a little bit about uh, during this podcast. Amazing thank you so as a region um, my my role so um, I'm, I'm the ecosystem manager the regional ecosystem manager within the NatWest enterprise team covering the Midlands and east of England so we've got four physical locations four hubs Cambridge, Milton Keynes, Birmingham and Warwick is the grant that you're going to talk about today, uh, does it cover all of those areas? Is it geographically sensitive? Yeah, absolutely. This is a, a UK wide fund, actually, Debbie. So we are encouraging um, applications from every country within the UK as well. So that, you know, all four nations um, and within England, all of the regions too. Um, what's interesting is over time, the, the Climate Action Fund itself is a 10 year fund. And we've been tracking, we're now coming into year three, we've been tracking uh, how many applications we've been getting from different regions. And actually, interestingly, um, some of the slightly uh, underfunded areas in terms of balancing up uh, the regions uh, are in the east of England and, and the Midlands. So we are specifically looking for applications in, in your uh, sweet spot, as it were. <laughs> so no pressure, everyone that's listening, pull your finger out. We need some applications from our neck of the woods. Um, that's fantastic. So this is a grant pot of money. This isn't a loan. This is an amount of money that people can apply for. Is it standalone or is it match funded? Yeah, this can be for completely standalone projects, but we'll obviously also uh, look into and be particularly interested if people have already secured match funding. It, it's not a requirement to find match funding for it. Um, if it's helpful, I can give a bit of background to the, to the fund itself um, and then just run into uh, some of the areas that we're looking to support this year. Um, as I said, it's a 10 year uh, program. It's one of the three parts um, of our wider environment strategy. Um, and in, in a moment, we can talk about that, I suppose. But focusing on the fund itself, um, it's a it's a 100 million pound commitment over 10 years um, for funding thanks to national lottery players, which will be distributed all across the U United Kingdom, as I said. So. Um, Coming into year three, we've decided to do a particular, we've done a lot of research, we've done a lot of talking to stakeholders across the country um, and decided this year to put a real focus on the intersection between nature and the natural environment and the climate crisis. And of course, there are many linkages um, there between the two, between the, the biodiversity crisis or the nature crisis, as people are talking about, and the climate emergency. Um, so we're rec recognizing that explicitly and actually looking for projects um, this year that will either show how creating a deeper connection with nature in your local area 
um, will lead to changing people's behaviors and ultimately lead to a greater care for the environment or um, showing how bringing nature back into places um, which perhaps have lost some of the nature um, in the places that we live and work. Um, through doing that, we can help communities adapt to and become more resilient to climate change. Um, so those are the kind of broad kind of topics that we're looking at. And of course, there are lots and lots of types of projects um, within that. But overall, we set aside eight million pounds this year um, to fund uh, projects on those two on, the, on that broader topic. Wow. I, my my head is already spinning with ideas of, of things that people would potentially want to use this for. In terms of the businesses or the types of businesses that you see applying, are they really sector specific? Are you seeing a lot from kind of the agri-tech or, or those kind of nature closest related industries? Or can this be, for example, a hair and beauty spa who want to plant a uh, sensory garden that will attract local wildlife. Mm. Is it both ends of the spectrum? It, it is a really important um, question and one that we should cl uh, clarify as well. The community fund is there to distribute lottery money to, uh, to projects that primarily are about supporting their local community. So most organisations that are applying have either a partnership in place or some kind of um, arrangement which is led by a charitable organization or a, um, a non-profit making body. We can actually um, have partnerships which do include profit making organizations, um, but they would tend to be part of a, a wider partnership, um, if that makes sense. So yeah. there are further details about who uh, is eligible to apply for the funding on our website, um, which if people are looking for, it's tnlcommunityfund.org.uk. And you can just click through, um, find funding, and, and you'll quickly get to the Climate Action Fund. Um, but yes, I mean, it is really open to quite a wide range of uh, organisations. And it's definitely not the big ones only or the small ones only. Um, what I would say is that we're looking for most of the applications to come in. Uh, for between around 300 and 500,000 pounds. So these are quite significant um, projects. It is possible for the very established ones to, to put in applications for up to one and a half million pounds. Um, and also on the flip side, if you have a, a project idea, you might just be coming forward with something uh, as a development grant, which would help you to develop that idea. And that may be of the order of something like 50,000 pounds. So we are talking about some quite sizable funds here. Um, if people are looking primarily to establish, say, a particular location, a sensory garden, for example, um, there are other pots of funding which might be more appropriate for that. Um, and within our lottery family, we have a whole program called Awards for All, um, and that's for applications of up to £10,000. The same restrictions would apply in terms of who is able to access that money. Um, and it's not completely ruled out, but just think twice if you are a profit making organization as to whether or not you could perhaps come forward with that idea in partnership with or through um, a charity. That's fantastic. Um, thank you for clarifying. And actually, this is probably a, a great opportunity to talk a little bit more about um, what the National Lottery Community Fund is, what, what it's set out to achieve. And you mentioned as well the strategy that you've got um, moving forward around the climate action work. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many people know too much about the lottery. So it's obviously been around for just over a quarter of a century now. I remember very well buying my first ticket in the first week where it existed, which puts a certain age on me. Um, but it, you know, over the over the uh, last twenty five years, there have been billions and billions of pounds raised for good causes through the national lottery, which is a great um, uh, bonus of of why we've got it as a system. Um, of the every ticket sale, a proportion of that money goes to good causes, and that gets distributed through one of twelve organisations. We are just one of those twelve. Other ones your listeners may have heard of are things like the Arts Council, Sport England. The British Film Institute, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So quite a quite a range. The Heritage Lottery Fund, we are the as the community fund uh, responsible for distributing around forty percent of that good causes money, and that accounts for around about six five to six hundred million pounds every year. Mm -hmm. So it's it's pretty significant. Um, it is amazing that every week thirty million pounds of good causes money gets distributed to to communities and and good causes across the country. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just a fantastic thing to be part of because every day we can see the, the amazing stuff that happens um, thanks to people playing the lottery. Um, so where, where that sort of rings true for us um, and my particular team working on climate is that within the community fund, we've said one of our big priorities is making sure that communities can respond to the climate crisis. Um, and our wider environment strategy helps us to look both at our own organizational carbon emissions and make sure that we're walking the talk, but also um, at specifically launching climate funds, which are accessible to all. Um, the idea is that everyone, uh, climate action is for everyone, it's not just for um, the, the few. Uh, so we really want to make sure that everyone is engaged with the topic. Um, and through our funding, uh, we're able to give project money out to uh, projects all across the country. And so far, we have funded just under 50 projects um, through this Climate Action Fund in the first two years, as well as launching uh, a program called Together for Our Planet last year, where we had a much smaller uh, pot size, uh, but a little bit like Awards for All. And we had well over 1,500 applications for that. Um, so it just shows that there are people all across the country really wanting to do um, projects of, of all sorts of different scale and sizes. Yeah, um, and then just the last bit of that um, environment strategy is that we have committed uh, to looking across all of our funding and making sure that we are being climate aware in the way that we're supporting communities up and down the country. Um, and that may come through in terms of the kinds of information we're asking from applicants to our projects over time, um, but also making sure that we're using our reach because we fund upwards of 12,000 organizations every year to really turn turn the sector into becoming much more more of a climate aware place um, and seeing how we uh, on the ground in the grassroots if you like uh, are able to respond to the climate emergency yeah absolutely and that data tracking is is so vital at this stage isn't it and I think COP26 played a really fabulous role in raising awareness because we held it on our on our mm. own turf so to speak last year um so great to see so many more of these pots of of um funding being geared towards making a, a change for good you mentioned or you touched upon there the um application for this how difficult is that application process and how much help can you give people 
Yeah. So we've, we've tried to make it as smooth and straightforward as possible. Clearly, with the larger grants, we're going to require quite a lot of information and make sure that that money is going to be well spent. But the reason we've done it in a two stage process is that we want people to just simply give us our idea. So we've got what we call an expression of interest phase. It's a simple set of, I think, three questions, um, but certainly something in that sort of order, which asks really for the broad idea um, that you've got how you've come up with it, the, how you've talked to the community where you would think it would be most appropriate to launch this project, how they've had an input into it as well. So that those are the kind of basic questions. And, you know, we are, we have been funding for over 25 years and, and really have a keen eye out for, um, let's say, professional grant, uh, grant applicants. So there are people who do this day in, day out, of course. We are, you know, and, the, and they are very capable of putting great projects together, but we are very able to look through and see through some, you know, poor, poorly worded things, but with the nugget of a great idea, um, we will happily uh, see if we can talk to people to help to progress that too. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I suppose it's hopefully just to put uh, your and your listeners' minds at ease that you don't have to be professionals in the fundraising space to apply for this. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's what we really want to encourage is that we, we hear from a lot of um, our entrepreneurs who hear about these types of grants is well, I'll never be eligible or it will never be me that gets it or it's always the bigger organization. So it's really reassuring when people like yourselves come on and say, actually, we need to give this money out. It's been earmarked. We want to help you get it. Just give us all the information so that we can see if, if you know, we can make it work. So that's really brilliant. Thank you. Can that's fine. And, and Debbie, sorry, just just a cut in there. I think I think the other thing is, you know, we're not just looking for those environmental charities, those environmental NGOs, people who are doing this already. You know, we definitely are trying to look out for some, ama some, some amazing organizations who want to start doing something or start to bring their community along with them and explore what's possible locally. So, yeah, absolutely. It's open for everyone. Brilliant. Can you, without mentioning any names or giving out any trade secrets, can you give us an idea of the, the types of projects that have already been funded through this, this um, pot that, that's been going for three years? Yeah, uh, we, well, we can abs absolutely name uh, projects as well, because all of the projects, when they are funded, they become uh, public uh, information. We do put press releases out about them. Um, I, as I said, we've got uh, almost 50 projects across the country, so it's quite hard to pin down um, specific examples and, and favourites. I definitely don't have favourites. We do have projects working across a wide range of, of topics. Um, so to date, it's been a lot more open. Um, not just focused on the nature and climate link. Uh, we've got projects working on uh, transport and sustainable transport uh, options, like a, a fantastic project up in Chalton in Manchester, which is led by Groundwork. Um, really trying to sort of see how people's behaviours can uh, can be adapted, or can, people can work with to stop the reliance on a, on cars and look for other options instead, and particularly to boost what we call active travel. So that's walking and cycling. Um, also projects looking at food, food growing uh, locally and trying to change the systems um, of food growing, not just looking at specific individual um, examples and projects, but how as a system we can try and encourage more food to be grown closer to where it's consumed. Um, and there's some fantastic projects in Cumbria uh, looking at that. Um, there's an entire Glasgow city wide project um, being led by the Food Community Network up there. Um, 
we've got projects looking at uh, energy, uh, so energy consumption, but also energy waste um, and energy generation. Um, and that particularly rings true in this time and period when we've got uh, a cost of living crisis looming is how, how can we make sure that our communities are responding effectively and, and trying to uh, cut down any energy wastage in the system. So through energy efficiency um, programs, and there's a great project in inner city Nottingham uh, called Green Meadow, uh, run by Green Meadows, um, which is looking at uh, giving educational um, workshops and, and visits to homes to talk to people about what they can do to insulate their house. Um, we have projects. Uh, what, what other topics haven't I covered? I, I can't remember. Um, waste and consumption. We've got some fantastic projects. And, and as a, I think a good example of um, uh, a project that is not led by an environmental NGO is um, a, a small charity up in, uh, in the northeast called uh, the Daisy Chain, which is looking at how we can repurpose um, our view towards uh, sustainable fashion. Um, and with all through their charity shops, how we can uh, repurpose clothing and make it much more attractive to buy secondhand. Um, so that, that, you know, there's a, a whole raft of projects um, out there. It's, it's very difficult to provide exact examples. Um, maybe, maybe we should give one or two examples of the nature type project as well that we have. Um, just recently, we have finished up a five year program of supporting projects across the UK with in partnership with the Wildlife Trust called Our Bright Future. And there were 30 projects across the country that were supported in that program. Um, and mostly that was looking at how we can reskill young people uh, to be to have the job uh, experience and the skills to go forward into green careers. So a lot of this is about how the economy is going to change as well and how we can take the advantages and opportunities of the shifts that we as a society are gonna to have to make. Wow, you have literally covered everything from clean transport, micro-mobility, energy, waste, food, food chain, that's brilliant, supply chain. Um, in, in terms of the other pots of funding that you have, so you we've talked specifically so far today about the Climate Action Fund. That's not the only grant funding that the National Lottery Community Fund hold, is it? Where, where do people go to find out about this um, wealth of, of support that's available and, and the various eligibilities? Yeah, as I said, there are um, other lottery distributors out there and, of course, other funders. Um, but particularly through uh, the community fund, we we actually have a regional um, setup. So we have a lot of uh, funding officers who are particularly on the ground and talking to and getting to know organisations locally. And if you haven't come across our funding officers in uh, the part of England where you are, um, then it would be definitely a good idea to approach uh, people through our website and just to explore the kinds of funding that are available. We have two key kind of ongoing programs of funding. One is for slightly larger um, opportunities, which is called Reaching Communities, um, and that's for upwards of £50,000 um, and, and up. Um, and then we have the Awards for All, which I mentioned before, which is for projects of up to £10,000. Um, so those those are the kind of two main funding streams, as well as the various um, thematic or specifically focused funds like the Climate Action Fund that we run. 
Brilliant. And, and then other people, if they fill in the contact form, can have the same mini heart attack that I had when I answered the phone to hear, hi, it's Nick from the National Lottery. And I thought all my dreams had come true and I'd perhaps <laughs> have a winning subscription. Uh, sadly not. <laughs> but I will. I could, I could really play around with that, couldn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. So if you send in and make an inquiry, don't forget that you've done that when they call you back. Um, Nick, thank you. That has been uh a brilliant overview of what you're offering, how people get involved. I guess as a bit of a, a closing note, what would you encourage people to do as their first step or their next step to find out about these and engage? I think if this has piqued your interest, um, th there's a couple of things. We have, uh, when you do hit our website, um, tnlcommunityfund.org.uk, you can go straight onto the funding page and there is a blog on there, which myself and a colleague wrote, um, which gives some examples of why we're doing this fund, but also the kinds of projects we're likely to fund. Um, it also has access to all of the details, like which types of organisation are eligible, etc. And we do have people on hand at the end of a, a help desk um, phone number or also an email, um, both of which are, are advertised on the website uh, if you have further questions. And I can promise you there's very friendly staff at the end of both of those. Um, so there's no silly questions, I suppose, is the short answer to that. The other thing is we're running um, a couple of virtual workshops um, or webinars for people to find out a little bit about and more about this program. They'll each be about an hour long. And we have two on the 23rd of August. So that's uh, at the time we're recording, that's next week. Um, and then one uh, in late September on the 27th of September. Again, the dates and the details of those are uh, online on our funding page. Brilliant. And I'm happy to add those uh, into the blurb on the recording so that people can navigate and find those links um, more smoothly and easily. And Nick, I guess all that is left is for me to thank you so much for sharing your time and your knowledge with us. And for any of our listeners, if this is not the grant for you, perhaps you don't meet the eligibility criteria or it's not something you're exploring this year, please don't forget to pass it on because there will be somebody in your network who can really benefit from from Funding Fridays and from this particular grant. When we have these pots of money that have been earmarked, we want to make sure that all of that money goes out the door to the good causes and the fantastic businesses that we know can make use of them. Um, but like everything else, we know that SMEs are spinning all the plates and maybe they just haven't got around to searching this particular grant fund uh, at the moment while it's active. So, I mean, you've got a good seven years left of this one. It's not like it's going to run out like some of the other ones really soon um but please don't delay make contact find out more and and as we say please spread the word so nick thank you so much for joining us until next time